What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to the Rockstar VA Podcast. The show all about virtual assistance and freelancing with your host, Sheila Pialago. Hey, hey, this is Sheila and you're tuning into the Rockstar VA Podcast. Tonight, dear Rockstars, I am quite excited to have a really cool guest who, when I first had a conversation with, was very introspective, very spontaneous, and who is definitely passionate about his craft, which we will talk more about later on. And I think us rockstar VAs and freelancers would be able to learn and reflect on the things that our guests for tonight would talk about. But Allow me to introduce him first. He's a professional dance artist, training coach, and educator from the Philippines, John Jensen Billiamore, or in short, we call him Coach JJ. And at his young age, he has learned from renowned dance teachers. If you're from the Philippines, I'm not sure. I, I know a few of them, uh, like Ken Mijares, Jared Abelia, Mix Villoso, Melvin Ang, and Christian if I'm correct, JJ, it's Sekanan, right? Yeah, it's Sekanan. Sekanan, a crane, Christian Crane Sekanan. He has directed and choreographed for different companies, conducted workshops and intensive trainings across the region. And also, he has judged local competitions and even won national level competitions. And at present, he is currently the training coach of the KM project which is a dance lifestyle brand based in Cebu City, Philippines. Coach JJ, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Sheila, for uh, inviting me to your podcast. I'm very honored. I'm very honored to uh, be here right now. All right. And correct me if I'm wrong, Coach JJ. A few weeks back, we had a very insightful conversation you know, I'm going straight right now to the things that we talked about because I was really excited to have it recorded and just, you know, share it to our to my dear listeners because I think they can learn a lot of things, especially in the sense of choreography and dance. And I wanted to, can you give us a quick, a quick um, overview of how you discovered um, dancing? as your passion or choreography as your passion and, you know, a walkthrough maybe on discovering it and the turning points when you decided to be not just a student, but a teacher in dance. Yeah. When, uh, when we're going to dance, um, what happened is I kind of discovered it naturally. Um, dancing was already in me, I think. Um, I didn't thought of it as like before I knew it was dancing, I was already dancing. Like whenever my parents play music in the morning, I just get up and just move. I I didn't know if it was dance. Um, It felt like natural to me. Dancing was very natural to me. And when we're we're speaking about teaching, uh, I, I discovered it on i guess on my college years yep on my college years i've discovered that i had a niche niche on teaching like whenever i speak on uh whenever i'm presenting on class yeah 
uh, I have that certain, let's say, I think, um, certain skill that I'm really good at. Like, I know how to teach, uh, teach uh, per, uh, people. Where I can discuss thoroughly uh, principles or like theories in ways that um, people can understand directly. So uh, it, 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 at the first stages, like, you know, when you're doing things on, on your own way, it's not that good. But the skill is there. Then but, mm -hmm. there I kind of discovered I'm good at it. Didn't you feel like nervous or like scared? Because a lot of us get anxious when facing people or even trying to teach people. Oh, yeah. About that, <laughs> uh, I didn't get nervous at that time. Uh, the only thing that I'm nervous at is get, getting, getting it wrong or like after the, after the whole thing. I get nervous after the whole thing. I guess it's because of my um i'm highly extroverted like even at my childhood days up until now now i've controlled my extroverted um um extroverted what do you call this uh my extrovertedness so i before i was a blabbermouth like whenever uh when i was a kid whenever i meet someone or whenever uh, or i'm at at the mall like uh you know, you know a kid that has a, 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 an ADHD vibes. I don't know what do you call that. Like, yeah, right. wh whenever I see something, I touch, I, I touch it, I look at it. Like when I'm interested in something, I, I, I go and do it. Mm -hmm. Write that on the move. So, speaking of extroversion, I was really, really, uh, f I, I had. I have a passion in speaking to people. So like I, it came out naturally when I was presenting in front of a class. So that was a good thing for me. Like I, I'm, I'm very extroverted. That's why I don't get nervous speaking, but I do get nervous when I get the comments from teachers. Like I need to do this and something like that. That right. that's when I get nervous or something that I'm not sure that I'm not, or I'm doing something that I'm not sure or not confident. That's where I get nervous. Were there times that you still, you, you, you thought to yourself, you're, even though you're not prepared, you still, you, you still told yourself, hey, I, can, I think I can wing this. I can, you know, make my way out of this. Yes, a lot, a lot. <laughs> um a lot like very okay. so um it happened like on zinc you know what happens on zinc like it happened that time it also happened at at my first dance class oh, wow like yeah at my first dance class it happened like uh, i'm not sure if i'm not gonna do it right that's why um i'm really inspired by how deadpool say maximum effort I kind of relate to it. Like you're not really sure what happens. Like right. you're unprepared. Like you have the old, you have this, you only have small or lack. You you have a lack of skills on teaching. But what the heck? I love teaching. Something like that. So it happens a lot. Like before. So how, how do I do it? I just um, I just do my best maximum effort that's the that's the best thing that i can explain it and it really shows how natural you are with it because again you rarely you may not feel as nervous as probably i am for instance when talking to people or you know sometimes uh, there are really some people like you who have the gift already who has the gift to teach or who has the gift to be more outward to people but I'm curious for extroverts because I am, I realized I, I took this test uh, a few weeks back and I'm even reading a book called The Introverted Leader, which is, which will be the next episode after this. Um, I'm, I'm much of an introverted person, but 
for an ex highly extroverted person like yourself, do you experience creative blocks as well? Or, you know, not creative blocks, but creativity block. Like you're just at a point where you can't think of anything. And what do you usually do about it? Yes. I think everyone experienced this, uh, experience creative blocks on their own way. How I do it is, uh, uh, how I experience mine is, um, I get creative blocks when I'm doing, uh, when I'm forcing myself to do it, to do something. Like, for example, um, when I'm, for example, at a test, when you're given uh, a test for, uh, you, you have to write an essay. And the essay is not something interested, it's not something interested for me or interesting for me. It's not something interesting. So what I, what I, how I answer the essay is not that creative. I can't answer or I can't create an essay a hundred percent. Same on, same in dance. If I have, if I was forced to make, to dance on a music that I'm not, um, I'm not, like I don't feel the vibes on it. Right. I I make uh, I I I some somehow I can I can't finish it directly. It okay. it takes me two to three weeks to finish the routine. Mm-hmm. So how I do it is like I'm I, like how I do it is I go to a mode wherein like I I I I kind of become a little bit technical. Okay. So like. Yeah, like for example, I'm gonna make uh, three eights out of this. Mm-hmm. Then, what happens on that three eights? All right, uh, the the texture here is different from the texture there. If you're speaking, like if uh, if uh, if you're technically speaking in the dancer's language, mm-hmm. wherein we 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 dissect the music, something like that. So I go in through that. So if I don't feel the music. I kind of go technical on it, right? Like you, it, it takes time for it, it takes time for me to create something, or it even changes. Like, oh, it's better yeah. this and better that. So, um, we have we have a thing called creative control by Crane Sekhanan, wherein um, if you're not confident with this specific move, try right. to make a move that's better than your actual move that you're making. Mm-hmm. Like you can tweak something a little bit on that. That's how I, that's how I make it. That's how I get creative blocks. Or sometimes I just um, leave it there, simmer a little bit. I won't touch the music. I won't listen to the music. Or I won't even bother uh, forcing myself to make it. Either way, if I if I need to make it, I I think I I'd, I'd go to I'd go to a technical mode. Or yeah, I think that's the answer. I, I I'll go to a technical mode, or I'll just procrastinate. So it's either- that's how I that's how I deal with creative blocks. Right. When you when you say you tweak the dance move that you're for instance the, the move that you are not comfortable with it means you tweak it to to the extent that you feel good about it or do you just tweak it so that it become it would make sense with the music both both i said uh, yeah both yeah okay both like um you have uh, i have a sense uh i have a sense of of or like say a value to dance where I want to show my moves as an or, an organic move. I don't want to force it. If I right. can do it, I won't show it. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's both an expression and and it's both a scientific um, mm-hmm. exploration. So it's not just like purely expression. Mm-hmm. It should also have a theory behind it. That's how mm-hmm. I look at dance Mm -hmm. so you don't just uh, move 
to the music. You just you have to understand it, both the ordered principle or the ordered view of dance, and also the chaotic or the spontaneous spontaneity of dance or the creativity of dance. Like the creative part is the spontaneous part, and the choreography or the structured uh, for uh, structured calculations and the what they call this um structured calculations and formation of the choreography is the ordered part of dance so it goes it goes both ways if it has to make sense and it also has to feel good that's interesting before i go to the scientific and structured part which is really which really you you, because I had some dance history, I, I I joined in cheerleading and all that stuff. So I want to get into that. But before I wanted to highlight another point earlier that you made. So one was you tweak it and the other was you marinate it or you simmer it. Let simmer it simmer. It, yeah. yeah. How, why is it important? Because I want to like, I want our rock surveys to reflect on this one. Why, why is it important to um, let it simmer? Or let something just sit and it's okay that it's sitting there. Because uh, for me, if you simmer something, like you won't uh, force on it, it becomes uh, the. I think for me, I like it to come naturally. No? Right. Um, right. If I force myself to do it, it doesn't be. It doesn't becomes. Uh, it doesn't uh, go out as organic or natural for me. So, uh, simmer. Uh, it's not. It's not like really procrastinating on it, like ignoring it. <laughs> it almost. Your, like yeah, it, right? <laughs> yeah. Your 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 conscious. You're conscious mm. that you're not attending it as of the moment because you know you're not ready for it. Because you know when you're ready for something, you're actually confident in doing it. When you're when you feel like, yeah, I think I can do this. Yeah, I think I'm ready for this. Then you have the confidence and you have the drive to study, to go on your um, uh, technical mode or scientific or technical mode if you're already confident on it or like you have somehow you feel like you feel like doing it that's for me though that's for yeah. me that's how i deal with my creative blocks mm-hmm. i let it simmer uh, let's say two or three days i won't listen to the music oh, after wow. three days it runs uh, yeah, like after, days. yeah it runs like days like i don't want to force myself like i really have low uh not low i i'm i don't have high uh con- conscientiousness so I, I i'm i'm sometimes lazy so i let it i let it simmer for about three days then after three days when i listen to it the ideas and creativity starts to pop out so okay i think i'm ready for this like i'm feeling it already then i try to make two eights out of it i won't finish it all the way one eight or two eights for today all right rest for the next day I'll listen to the next day. I'll listen to it next day, but I won't create on it. I won't create something. I'll just listen to it, um, get used to it. Now that I'm, I'm I feel ready to, um, I feel ready to face this responsibility in creating this music. So, I'll 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 listen to it, but not creating it. Like um, enjoying it, the process of enjoying it when I um, let it simmer. That's the thing. That's how I do it. Right. And when you, when we talked about, you know, this tweaking, if we go a little, uh, if we rewind a bit, this is the type of music where you're not so comfortable or you're not so comfortable doing or putting a choreography in, right? Like you either tweak it or simmer it. And how fast do you go when you're actually, when you actually like, the music compared oh, to really yeah. fast 
really fast. Like, yeah. Um, Le- I can create. I can mm-hmm. also. I can. I can already create the routine for like two days or three days. Right. Four days stops. I can finish it if I really like it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's like uh, a long, uh, a shorter process, of course, than you know, music that you're not into. Correct. Yeah. Okay. If, um, if I if if the music if I'm really interested in the music mm-hmm. like I really like it I it, there's the freestyle mm-hmm. there's the freestyle aspect to it if I mm-hmm. really love the music I tend to go I tend to freestyle on it meaning mm-hmm. I dance spons- uh, spontaneously mm-hmm. there I can I can get or grab some some movement I can put into the choreography which makes it a lot easier compared to a song that i'm not really not really connecting, uh, connecting. Mm-hmm. so i sca- i can still freestyle to it but mm-hmm. i can see that my moves is not organic you know what what i tell a while what i told a while ago is that when i'm not feeling the music i tend to go to a technical mode so i just right. dance to it technically like somehow there's no feeling on the movement there's no feeling or not. You can't feel the song through the movement, but you can see that I'm still dancing to the music, but you can feel it. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. And because you've mentioned of, you know, freestyle, it reminded me of my um, high school days where we were taught to do this urban free, urban freestyle kind of like approach to the music and all. And I was like thinking, you made me actually think when you mentioned about the dance being scientific, being structured, and there's always like a theory and principle behind it. When I was, when I knew about dancing at the time, it's freestyle. So it's like, you know, it's free. You're free in it. You're so you can do anything. Um, My question is, I'm curious if, being structured takes the art away out of dancing or I, because I've never thought of it as something you, you actually gave me a new idea right now of dancing, having its own structure, having, you know, principles behind. Can you tell us more about it without, cause I'm a little skeptic on it. <laughs> yeah. That, that that there's a lot of argument there like um a right. lot of there's a lot of dancers that can say uh dance is free like it's just mm. for an expression or like that and there are other people that dance is something somehow technical for me it's quite both art is the mixture of science uh science and exploration you know art is uh, uh you know science and express science and expression art dance itself dance itself is a, a a mixture of art and science because it's movement you don't understand movement without science you don't <laughs> or how you move without science if you're just merely expressing so there's in dance, there is always technique. There is always a balance of expression and science, because expression here is the is the what what I told a while ago is the chaos, the unknown, the the reaching of the potential beauty and unknown. Like I mentioned, that we can't grasp. And here on the other side, the scientific is the ordered and the structured uh, side of dance wherein we, we experiment here. What we experiment here on the ordered or the structured thing is what we got from the exploration of the unknown or like the unknown beauty or the highest beauty that we can grasp to it. That's why we, that's, that's why there is, importance in freestyle or in exploration in dance movement exploration where you have a certain time or uh you're giving yourself time to explore out of the ordered you know so you need to explore on something so that you can grab something from the unknown or for from that greater or grandeur grand beauty or that sublime experience you 
grab it down to to experiment on it because you can't not not all people or not all dancers can um go to a sublime state and go back to experiment on it so it's both you can't just express to it without thinking through it so you're you're just like you're you're expressing it without reason you 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 become happy because of a reason you become sad because of a reason same thing in dance you explore on things because you have a reason you you can you can um experiment on that so you can uh, you can't freestyle on something you don't know you can't tweak on something if you don't understand on something so if you if you understand the fundamental principles of dance which is the scientific or the structured part then you can have more more opportunity or more possibility in ex- in exploring on that there's the tweaking or the experimenting part that's the that's the best part that's why dance is dance and art is always evolving if it's too structured it won't evolve if it if it's too expressive or or let's say chaotic it won't strive it will mm-hmm. it won't have any goal right it won't have any purpose it it would just be nothing just chaotic chaos just expression no goal and expression that's why it should have both a balance between a balance between both worlds Yes, <laughs> it's it. It always is. It it's always balance. Mm-mm. Not too radical on both. Mm-hmm. You should you should ha- you should experience both though, mm-hmm. as, so that you can get into the center. Mm-hmm. That's that's very deep. That's a very deep explanation to it. Thank you. This is what we talked about last time, right? In our first conversation, we talked about yeah. the theories, we talked about all this stuff, but it's so interesting how you just eloquently still and passionately still are, is is able to, you know, um what do you call it? Say it as 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 fluently as you did. That's amazing. I just I'm curious about when you said about understanding. When you're understanding the music or your or the the flow of your um, piece, when you're trying to create something for a class, for for instance, are you more uh, in in terms of expressing or like feeling or connecting? Sorry, in in terms of connecting to the music, are you more melodic or lyrical? Or both. Again. No, we're gonna go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna deep. go through. I'm, just, the, I'm so curious. We're gonna go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. I I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Now that you're saying, uh, actually, those are fundamental principles in dance. Also, mm-hmm. music theory, mm-hmm. understanding the music. Mm-hmm. You know, you you said you said a while ago. You said now that uh, whether if I'm a lyrical type of person or a melodic right. person now. <laughs> That's what you call the objective sounds and the subjective sounds. Really? <laughs> if you're, if you're, yeah, honestly, okay. that's the objective sounds. Objective sounds is the sounds that you can hear, like the bass and the snare, the melody, Correct. the piano, the objective sounds. Okay. Like you can't, you can't um, uh, listen to it subjectively. When you hear a snare, it is a snare. You can't say it's a bass drum bass when you you're, when you hear when you hear the sound a snare. Mm. When you hear a guitar, it's directly a guitar. Mm-hmm. I won't say that. No, no, no. You when you hear a G a G note on a guitar, no one's gonna say, "Oh yeah, that's a G note on a drum." No, it you you tell it as it is a guitar, an objective sound. Mm-hmm. Now, when we go to a lyric, when when we go to lyrical, is it's the subjective sound. So you have a subjective understanding of that lyric or that piece you know so both i'm actually quite both um but i quite i kind of lean on to an objective uh listener i go to the objective sounds a lot 
than to subjective sounds. Because I go to subjective sounds when I feel the music. If I can totally, totally relate to the music, I can, like, I can freely interpret it on my own or interpret the music as it is. Because if you're if you're interpreting if you're interpreting the the music, how are you gonna interpret it on your own way, or how the singer uh, uh, delivers it? Delivers it right. Yeah. So there's a choice when you're delivering it as the artist wants to deliver it. That's somehow an objective listener, because you're not you're not you're not more of like you're not making the song yours but actually you're making the song you're making your dance the medium to make uh, to help the artist or help the audience understand the music better correct mm -hmm. like you're the medium wherein oh i get it that's how that's the music uh that's the music uh that's that's what the music is telling us that's why that that's why dance is uh, a messenger to the sublime down to the um, uh, audience. It's more of like you're giving grace to the audience, like giving your grace to the audience that, that we are a blessing to you. We're blessing you the beauty of this song and we're blessing you the beauty of our dance. That's how you listen to it, you know? Um, basically, in music theory, you know how to go melodically or onto the lyrics because if you go to the lyrics you you won't quite um, embody the music because you you've missed the sounds you know dance is technically the embodiment of music like that's how you that's that's the best thing that you can define dance the embodiment of the music meaning you should understand the music by the melody and by the lyric of it. So both. I'm going to answer both. But right. in times, I lean into the melodic side or the objective sounds. But you still, you enjoy both anyway, right? Yeah, I enjoy mm. both anyway. Mm -mm. You know, I, music is still music. Mm -mm. And but there are times I remember where I'm really, for instance, if I put myself in, uh, in in my dancing shoes, I I feel uncomfortable when something gets structured, when something is quite, for instance, there are dances that has repetitive actions. It's unlike urban, you know, freestyle where you can just, you know, wing it in different ways, depending on what the music go, where the music leads you to. So. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Do you have like an explanation for me on why I feel uncomfortable with? The Florence, my dear friend, knows about this one because <laughs> he she brought me to this um, dance studio, and I really had trouble keeping up with. It was so uncomfortable for me to get structured to it. Now, may I ask you hmm. how did you uh what happened on that day when you uh on the class? What happened on the class? Like, how did the teacher explain it, or? What uh, what was the flow of the class? What happened? Probably I, because if I may um, compare it in a sense to how 
probably I, I was able to have a class with um, Ken, with Ken Miharis one time. And he he taught it differently compared to how that teacher probably taught me. But that it was very it was medium paced. Everyone was going well. It, it was there was counting. There was proper steps. The music was pop. It was supposed to be very easy, but I, 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 I felt that I was like put in a jar. Like I was, I can't express fully because of the steps that were, that were so rigid. Like the, the, the counting, for instance, had eight and one, you know, that, that counting one and two and three. Yeah. yeah. There's like a half step counting and I felt so uncomfortable at the time. I think that was my point where I gradually um I was lured away from dancing because at the time I don't know what happened at the time when things got really structured. Um yeah. I hope that gives you a context. Yeah, that that's uh that's the challenge mm-hmm. of every teacher, you know. Right. dance teacher that's the challenge how can they uh, make the students stay comfortable mm-hmm. in a class that they know it it it, it will be uh, hard or let's say challenging so i think um it's not it's not a bad thing that you felt uh, uncomfortable it's your it's a natural feeling of something that you're not used to or you're not used to dancing to so it's a natural feeling that you'll get uh, bored or you'll get, um, what do you call this, um, uh, unmotivated in pursuing the class. I think it's not the structured-based thing. Okay. I think it's how the teacher taught the routine. You know, Ooh. like I can teach it technically, but okay. I want to, I want, I, I still want my students to enjoy. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to accept that. Like, you know, basic is actually, it's already boring. You know, learning the basic is already boring. You know, if you've gone through basic stuff, it will get boring. Like, it's really bored. Like you said a while ago, the one and two end. If I'm going to stay, if I, if I was a beginner or I was an intermediate dancer and I'm not uh, uh, familiar with the one and two end count and Actually, the teacher is like uh, focus on the one and two and count. I won't enjoy it. So how would how do how would I teach it? Have you had I'm not gonna have you sorry, have you had classes where you're the student and you yeah. felt uncomfortable? Like, oh my god. I yeah. Really? Yeah. Every time, you know, um, even until now, even until oh, now, wow. you know, when you're a teacher, you don't stop learning. Mm-hmm. And you're an educator, you don't stop learning. You're uh, if you if if you don't if you stop learning, I think that's the uh, that's that's a bad move for an educator. For me, you, when I what do you do? It, what do you do when you're uncomfortable in the class? Yeah, what I do, right. what I do is, you know, you know, it's here we go. Uh, we go through a mental mental aspect of dance. Right. You know. Mental mm-hmm. aspect to dance, like um, how I do it is that, all right, since uh, let's say the teacher didn't set a goal for that class. Okay. When, uh, yeah, a teacher should actual, actually uh, give out a goal for that class. Let's say the, the teacher didn't give a goal to a class and I'm feeling, and I'm feeling uncomfortable as hell. All right, now what I'm going to okay. do, what I'm going to do, I don't, I don't feel the music. I don't feel the vibes of the class. All right. I think um, I'm gonna talk to myself. I'm gonna talk to myself and say, I think this is a good opportunity in understanding how my body works mm-hmm. on a different uh, on a different routine, or how I listen to music on a different routine. So mm-hmm. how uh, how I'm how am I gonna do it? I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna set my goal. I'm going to give myself a goal. Yeah, I'm going to give myself wow. a goal. All right. Even if I don't finish it 100%, I need to perform best. I need to give out my showmanship throughout my performance, even if I get mistakes in the middle. 
Have have you right. found yourself um, awkward? Like, oh my gosh, that. There like, you go. Like, yeah. <laughs> you found yourself awkward in these situations. That's yeah. That's <laughs> that's the mental part of it. Like, you have to fight that awkwardness. Like, you 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 need to own that awkwardness. Right. You need to accept that. All right, I'm awkward right now. So how am I gonna do it? I, I'm going to fix that. If okay. you don't, uh, if you don't point out the awkwardness, or you're mm. just gonna leave it there, right. how can you improve? Makes if sense. you're just leaving it there, you have to face it and integrate it. So if I'm feeling awkward, okay, how am I gonna make this move not awkward? I don't care if the teacher says, um, I don't care if the teacher says uh, this and that. Well, practically, the teacher is not doing his or her work good since she he or she didn't give out a goal or like um i'm really uh, like let's say some of the students are feeling the same thing as i as i'm feel, feeling so i need to work on it myself so the teacher is not going to save me throughout the routine so i have to save myself so if i'm feeling awkward what are the probable solutions that i can give out um Something like that. So interesting how you self uh, give yourself a goal instead. If the world doesn't give you one, you give yourself one. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You you, actually we should. Uh Actually, we should. Uh We're uh, there's no. uh, You. you, I. I I always remember what my third year uh, third year advisor told me. No one's gonna save you. There is no Messiah that's gonna save you. Ooh. Like in everything that you do. Okay. So, so that's why you just there you go. You give yourself that, you know, tap on the back, like, hey, you yeah, you, you do this one. That's so interesting. I I actually that's that's quite inspiring, especially for those, for instance, for rock surveys before. I just want to like relate it quickly to them given that we work from home and we're always alone probably and it's so hard sometimes we feel unmotivated and if our clients or something are you know our managers are not there for us to talk or we don't have a lot of coworkers that that self motivating factor is very important you know for for us so that's that's interesting how that that also applies in dancing and i wanted to divert a little on that uh line you said way back like it's almost i don't know half an hour maybe uh from when you said you get nervous when you receive feedback from your instructors how how do you deal with with for instance negative feedback and it comes to dancing or to your dancing or to your um, upon receiving the instruction, for instance, when you're the student in a class and you go through a lot of mistakes. I'm not sure if I'm repeating the same statement earlier, but I wanted to know how you would respond to those feedback from your instructors. Yeah, before, uh, before when I was in high school, I take it as like really bad for me uh, before I was really, really anxious. So um, like I'm really anxious if I get mistakes wrong, like I was really unhealthy mentally. Um, before I took it as uh, a bad thing to myself, like I'm not competent. I'm not doing it right. I'm not the best. What I'm not best at what I'm doing. That's why I took uh negative feedbacks before but slowly um understanding that feedbacks is is the is the way for you is the gate to another 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 image of you you know like you won't I won't be here talking to you if I didn't if I didn't take the feedbacks before as an improvement to myself. I can't I, I won't be I won't be competent in explaining things to you like this. 
if I didn't if I didn't take the feedback as something that I should uh, I should take into the honest feedback I take in feedback as it is I won't take it personally now before I took it personally now uh, I take it as a learning uh, a learning what do you call this learning stage you know um, I took out the pride that um, pride the pride that I'm always I have to get it right like I have right. a pride before that I, I I should I should do it right like I should be this perfect and blah blah and all that now I I accepted that I'm uh, I should listen to the people who are honest to me at my feedback because one they care about me two they're helping me improve and three there will always be things that I uh, I'm not aware about if there's no feedback. Feedback is the most important thing about learning. You know, uh, whether if it's whether if it's uh, depending though how the person tells you, like you know, there's there are persons that there there are persons that they say it's feedback but it's not feedback. <laughs> So you should know right. how how to differentiate if it's a feedback or not a feedback. Mm-mm. Yeah. And so you were saying no. Um. When when it comes to feedback, I have a personal insecurity to to it because I feel the feeling that the for instance, if they're giving you know constructive criticism, there's that um that pinch inside me. That's like, oh my God, it's a lingering pinch. I don't know if it's my my ego is bruised or my pride is bruised, but how do you, for instance, if you feel like, oh, you've done your best and it's still not correct or it's still not, quote unquote, not enough, how do you, what do you do to relieve yourself from that lingering ache, <laughs> let's say? I, I feel it like mm-hmm. I don't ignore it like oh uh, wow you just it go there. through yeah. it yeah I go through it <laughs> go through it that's the best thing that you can do that's for me uh, I've listened to Jordan Peterson and a lot of uh, motivators that you need to face to it mm-hmm. you need to you need to accept it like um, I am stupid as I am I will be stupid if I don't uh, face this you know it's it's the ignorant uh, you have to step down to a fool so that you can step up to become the king the archetypical the archetypical king you know or the archetypical what do you call this um warrior or, or other or other um positive masculine archetypes Mm-mm. so Ooh, so you archetypes. need to yeah so you need to face that feeling and you need to feel that feeling and it's nice if you have a person to talk to that's how i do it with my partner if i'm if i had a feedback bad feedback i i i I call my call my partner come on let's uh, let's grab a coffee i want to talk about something and i felt like this then what what's what's the best thing about talking is that you get to hear yourself talk you know right if you get to hear yourself talk, you get to hear yourself. What am I speaking? Like <laughs> this is so stupid. Like it you was just a, yeah, yeah. It it, it 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 was just a feedback. It was it was just something that you should improve on. It's not something personal. So mm-hmm. that's the best. That's the that's a good thing about speaking it out. Mm-hmm. If you don't speak it out, if you don't face through it, you're gonna you're gonna put it down deep, and you're mm-hmm. just gonna wait for it to. Uh, pop out a few years after right like what do you call that um bottle bottling up yeah yeah bottling up if you're gonna bottle that up Mm. no you're you're in a bad bad space there so you need Mm -hmm. to face you need to face it though you you have to face it and integrate it understand that like um you know i'm not that good now but i can be good when i face and i study the feedbacks that was given to me. I I appreciate you being so 
again, um, passionate about the aspects of your your craft and all that. And I was just wondering about those people who are opposite of you because you're highly extroverted. It somehow comes easy for you to, um, you know, to teach, to to relate to others, and probably, you know, dance is also collaborating with others. So I was wondering what you can share um, to them, like words of advice for those who are opposite of you in a way. And that's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, personality, it's reality. It's a real personality thing. And yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and over. One is study things outside of your craft. You know, you can get things. Um, new principles and new theories outside of your craft you know um uh i i watch a lot of youtube podcasts and youtube shorts uh i pick uh my favorite um speakers simon sinek uh jordan peterson and also comedians yeah. yeah also comedians <laughs> like andrew schultz you can you can you can never you, go you wrong can, with schultz yeah <laughs> You can get um, ideas there, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, you study it. You you study you study mm-hmm. different uh, aspects. Like uh, if you wanna, if you're a person that's not comfortable with YouTube uh, videos, you can go through a book. Or if you're not, if you're not, um, your if books are not your thing, you can go to an extracurricular activities like uh, learning and learning new um hobbies like i i learned capoeira for what three wow. weeks oh, yeah wow. i started capoeira. Uh, yeah that's yeah capoeira because it was really so cool. helpful for me like mm. uh, um exploring uh body uh exploring my body mm-hmm. in a different way or in a different structure you know mm-hmm. dance and capoeira has its their similarities but mm-hmm. capoeira's principle can also help me in my dance mm-hmm. something like that that would be so interesting yeah see you incorporate capoeira in your current style yeah it, it <laughs> is helpful it's really really helpful and also it helps you listen to the rhythm and music Mm-mm. capoeira has its own music Mm-mm. and also um try to talk to people you know like uh i i i surround myself with smart people really passionate and smart people um uh, try to talk to them, start a conversation with them, ask questions. That's the best thing, you know. Um, uh, it, it learn. Don't stop learning. Yeah. You know, if 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 you're if you don't stop learning, like it's it's not something you know. It's uh, it's a cliche to hear uh, to a young person that don't stop learning. Of course, you're young, so like you know if. Cliche at it as it is, it's still very helpful for, for me, you know, still learning. Um uh act uh, acting like a fool in things that I'm not familiar with. You know, the humility on learning things, you know, like if you're if you already been to an industry for long enough, you will have that. You will have that aspect of you know I I know it all kind of feeling because I've been here for a long time. 
uh, I felt that I felt that once, and it was really, really bad. It was really, really a bad experience when, when there was when there was uh, a concept that I didn't grasp. I I really felt stupid. So, it it was a bad place for me feeling stupid on something that that I should be good at. So, I studied it. More like uh, I took out the pride and pride of saying that I'm the best here. I'm the best uh, at dance. I I'm one of the best here in dancing or in the dance industry. So, you need to uh, you need to have a balance of giving yourself uh giving yourself confidence and giving yourself that good sense of pride and also a balance of humility to learn even if you're talking to uh uh let's say a younger person or a person that's starting in that craft because you you may you may learn from people you you should listen that's the best thing about listening and learning listen to smart and stupid people both you can still learn something from a stupid person yeah <laughs> yeah they can they may have concepts that you you don't know yeah and you may never so understand you, sometimes like you yeah. just like how do they come about of, about on these things but they do yeah <laughs> right so listen listen and learn mm. that's 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 the that's the advice that i want to give you know like um not just not just for the sake of learning but for the sake of your passion you know you learn because you want to improve on yourself you don't just learn because ah i just wanted to learn and then we go back to the balance of chaos and order you need to have a certain uh aspect of order to make sure that you have a pers- purpose on your exploration or the learning aspect of it i love that i i love everything that you said and i just wanted to quickly um like go macro on this one because we've i i love how you went deep into not just on the surface level of dancing or performance art but you really went through the you know the creative process of it and how you approach it on both technical and you know uh, emotional and uh, the expressive side and overall like how when did you decide to have because right now you're um currently uh, a training coach of the KM project right and it's it's you know music and dance has have become a part of your professional career at the moment like for something this artistic and creative, oftentimes it's overlooked to be, you know, I mean, we're coming from Asia and we're living in a world that um, we're living in the side of this world where our parents or our um, most of the older people tell us to go for, you know, science or engineering or architecture or something of the sort and then here we are going because I'm also a creative myself in this in the marketing industry so my question is like how do you how did you or when was that turning point in your life when you decided to use your creative skills your your passion into a professional career I hope that makes sense uh i can't tell when when i think okay i think um college mm-hmm. turning point was in college mm-hmm. like uh the same the same time when i was uh when i was when i discovered that i have a skill in teaching you really on it and when at yes. the time, like you yes. knew that you would be teaching, um, yeah, dance. yeah, oh, wow. yeah. It it wasn't planned. It wasn't planned. Right. Like even even a training coach wasn't planned. It was just, it was just it was a coincidence. We were we were we were finding uh on the group. We were we were what do you call this? Finding the right person to become the training coach, and 
at that time when we were planning, I was I was an old, I was an instructor and uh uh and uh training and and a coach under training on Think. So right. Ken, our CEO of the of the camp project, Ken Miharis, just pointed out like you can be the training coach. You have an experience to a gym. So there, the unknown territory of being a training coach. So like, I need to adjust. There you go. Uh, now we're gonna go back to the uh, the principle of learning. So I I need to learn how to be a training coach. So it was a good timing though. Like I was trained by Daddy Z on Zinc, and and as a training coach here at the KM project it, it it actually helped now going back to the question um it was a turning point there when i found out that i'm really good at something you need to know what you're really good at something that's for me that's how i dealt down you know even though here in the philippines it's 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 a it's a really hard lifestyle if you're an artist so well you gotta face the facts you well you gotta face the facts you don't want to mold the world into your own little world you know right uh, the world is so vast you need to accept it you need to find ways on how how you survive so that's why i, I applied on a corporate job you know um still i applied at a corporate job i still ma- I, I and i push myself to manage to um become an artist while working you know uh it's it depends on the person if you're really passionate on thing uh, uh if you're really passionate on uh, on a certain thing no uh what did nietzsche said if uh if a man already has its um what he will uh why if a man has has answered his why or has a why he can do uh he can do any uh, he can do anything you know he can i forgot the the exact quote but it says there if you have a purpose you can deal with anyhow you know if you or if you feel that you're really good at something pursue it because that's that's your what do you call it that's your contribution oh. to the society right. you know Mm-mm. if you're um, not if you mm-hmm. yeah if you're not if you're not if you're not taking or facing that responsibility that you should do you won't I, I guess you won't function but good at the society. No? I, I I am so in love with Nietzsche and I remember that quote clearly. It's if I'm correct, he mentioned in that book, he said, He he who has a why to live for can bear almost anyhow. Yeah, there Correct. you go. That's yeah, that's that's the that's the phrase. That's the phrase. That's, I a, that's love the phrase I'm looking for. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm glad I took Superman. You know the Superman. Yes, um, Ubermensch. Ubermensch. Get the gets that Ubermensch. You know. Yeah. So that's the best thing. You know. Mm -mm. That is that is amazing that you mentioned him. That is true. And um, before we've we've actually gone so much over time than this one, I promised myself to keep it under thirty minutes most of the time from episodes. But you know you. Talking with is so fun. Um, I just wanted to quickly um, uh, share to them where uh, our listeners can find you on social media. Yeah, you can find me at Instagram. I'm mm-hmm. I'm really active on Instagram. It's at J J A Y Villamore V I L L A M O R zero eight. You can find my piece dance pieces there you can uh you can see um um feel free to follow the cam project ph still at instagram we're cooking really something good this uh month uh next month we're gonna show a very nice dance series 
if you want to if you want to look forward if you want to um watch the dance series feel free to follow and hopefully um i'm planning to post more videos this year yes, so looking please. forward to see you guys <laughs> to see you there on instagram all right thank you thank you so much coach jj for gracing the show and for sharing your ideas i'm so happy that my dogs did not interrupt you at all <laughs> here they're t- they're doing it now but before they go haywire thank you once again coach for for just all your insights and i'm looking forward to really having another episode with you on a different uh, or on a similar topic all right sure anytime sheila um it was really fun talking to you um it i had a great time and i'm really honored i'm really honored to be here i'm kind of speechless you know how you know how honored or like you're really you know just grateful that there's uh, there are people that who wants that are that that has the energy to listen you know really thankful for that of course in you and i think i mentioned to you before our audience goes all over the world it's so funny how I might share the stats with you one day where our listeners are coming from, but they're really excited. And I'm, I'm even excited myself to share these, not just the, the surface, again, not just the surface level of things of, you know, what to do, um, where to do it, when to do it. But, you know, you've clearly shared to us, to me right now that, you know, the why and the how of things and thank you thank you so much thank you to sheila i'm really grateful thanks for joining us this week on the rockstar va podcast make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode while you're at it if you found value to this show we'd appreciate a five-star rating or if you simply tell a friend about the podcast that would help us too the rockstar va podcast